Hello, welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Soul, Soul of, of the, the Gold. Gold. My name is Kalulu Watid, I'm a speech and language pathologist. My name is Elisa Patterson, behavior analyst. And we're back. Yay. Last time, yes, it, the years go by with us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Last time we uh, spoke about uh, school life after COVID, after the pandemic. Again, our disclaimer from last time, we know it's not over. But a lot of things has changed. Uh, we've learned a lot of things. And of course, uh, the things that we can change to meet our students' needs. I thought about that after uh, a lot about that after recording. I was like, yeah, you know what? I need to take some actions. I'm being more patient. Oh. <laughs> well, it's so funny because after, you know, we recorded this last one, um, it, it came up with a recent conference that I went to and talking about you know, the effects of the pandemic and, and it really kind of focused on like the littles coming up through the school system, but it was just like, huh. okay, we just talked about that and here we are, here I am hearing about it in another, you know, context, but still the same thing. So it's, I guess, refreshing to know that people are recognizing. I like that. that I like knowing that people do care. Yeah. In different settings. Yep. That is fine. Today we are talking about something Entirely different. <laughs> <laughs> Our current episode is Recreation and Leisure, but we're going to refer to it as Rec and Leisure, as we typically do in at work. Mm -hmm. And we just want to talk about how important these uh, skills are, and because they are so often overlooked in the educational setting, but how important they are for uh, mm -hmm. students with uh, disabilities or, well, Even typical, Janet, yeah, yeah, Janet and typical kids too. And even typical adults. Yes. Uh, Rec and leisure. Rec Have we learned anything about it after being locked down? Ooh, I <laughs> yes. like that. <laughs> well, that takes us to our topic talk. Hmm. To start, the first question: What is rec and leisure? Right, because that you know when people talk about rec and leisure. I think essentially what it what it means uh, when we look at us as adults and what we do as part of rec and leisure, that would be our, our hobbies, our interests, uh, things that we do as self-care. Totally. Like that's leisure right there. Um, it's all those things that we do to keep ourselves busy, what it is that we do during our free time. Like all of that encompasses what rec and leisure is. Um, so, Kalu, what are some of your rec and leisure <laughs> activities? I am very indoors <laughs> for my rec and leisure. I do crafts, arts and crafts. I embroider. Oh. I I don't color that much, but I read a lot. Mm -hmm. okay. So I, I, I would say that those two are the ones I do like every week. I like how you specify that you're an indoor rec and leisure kind of girl. Because I don't go hiking. Uh, right? But that's I mean, like, I do go, but yes. not, it's not mine. That's not your go-to. Yes. Like, hey, let's go for hike a walk. this trail. Like, uh, yeah. I'm so stressed. I need to go for a walk. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, I, I would say I'm a mix of an indoor-outdoor. Mm -hmm. And I think it depends on the mood. Um, totally. But I... You well, I don't know if it would be more of a rec and leisure for you. But one of the things that I was gonna say is exercise. Oh no, so, yeah, that's not my rec and leisure. No. 
I do it. I just want to I clarify that I do it every week. Three times a week, I work out, but I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I do something that I really like, but it's not my, oh my God, finally I have Pilates. I love it. I have fun. Yeah. I could be totally fine not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, where I like exercise. I like yes. going to the gym. Um, you know, my husband will say like, oh, why don't you do that at home? But I don't know. For some reason, like I like that. Like that's the things that I do at the gym. But yeah. I also love very much going to yoga um so as much as i can going to yoga uh but i like uh i'm the coloring type i like to color and paint and just crafting in general yeah we're both very crafty yeah when we have time when we have time yeah and yeah reading um oh gosh I feel like I just have I have a lot but I bounce between me too like I sometimes I embroider I've been playing with a cricut lately I've been like doing stickers if not I do I want to hear more about that (laughs) (laughs) I I do planner like I do my planner with stickers and Mm. I set up my pages my week and stuff I embroider if not like I I do different things I color sometimes but if needed or I don't yeah it just i just bumps you're right i do go i i do enjoy uh, going to pilates but i wouldn't say that it's my oh my god i need to like i need to i need to no yeah (laughs) no but i do like like for me like a very like big thing to do is like if i get i'm able to take time to go to a coffee shop with my book Mm, just drink coffee on my own like and read a good book yeah perfect Oh, huh. we all watch Netflix sometimes. I yeah. Don't know, movies. I don't know. Legos. I love Legos and puzzles. Oh, I love puzzles. I'm good at puzzles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm an indoor someone. Puzzles was my big COVID thing. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so, you know, we gave off a laundry list of all the things that we do. Yeah. And so for our kiddos, our students, um, it could be the same as adults, but... Well, I we have our little show notes here, but it can look like coloring, but we yeah. don't color. <laughs> yes. Putting puzzles together, building Legos. Uh, but I know kids are big into video games and, and doing, like, app-based games. Yeah. Sports. They are huge. They are big in sports. Sports. Almost them. Even though I don't do sports, I like to watch sports. That's how oh, yeah. I am. Um, just sitting outside and... <gasps> Our favorite is what we do. <laughs> people watching. We are people watchers. <laughs> that is that is a, a, a um, wreck and leisure. Yeah, activity. and our thing is like at this age we are um, openly people watchers. <laughs> I tell people all the time, and my husband has to tell me all the time, like quit watching people. <laughs> There's so many but, people there to watch, but it's very like calming for me just to kind of watch yeah. this scenario in front of me i agree so after just giving all these lists and of course i guess if you're listening to us you're thinking oh yeah i like to do this and my kids like to do that or my students love to do that or not what is the importance of recognition in the educational setting <laughs> i was about to answer that non-educational oh, setting so but i think non-educational but i think it 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 has a relationship both in educational setting and at, at home, you know, during our, our private times, um, that it provides us this this kind of mental health capacity. You know, there's this big, you know, kind of movement with mental health 
um, and doing activities, you know, self-care activities that, you know, it's important to have these rec and leisure activities as a form of like self-care of, you know, maintaining a, a mental health balance, um, some things to, you know, help keep our mind busy or calmed or centered totally. in some way. Um, and that it's important for us to teach it to our kids for those same mental health reasons. Totally. Uh, and I, th I think that, that you're right in that, like, when I was asking in the educational setting, it's because that's what we do. But I think that that it goes for every setting. Like, it's mental health. Mm -hmm. It's like getting to know yourself, getting to know what works for you, like, what brings, like, oh, like what helps you, like, just being balanced. Yeah, I like that, just being balanced. Um, but as you know, often with our kiddos, that they might not have the appropriate rec and leisure activities or they might have very limited interests and that's why it's important for us to be able to work on these things because if all i ever did was coloring all the time you know i there's no balance in that, there yeah that's it i i yeah i really really enjoy it and i color all the time but i might then grow tired of it and then i haven't explored other things Um, or I haven't been open to exploring other things. And it might take going with somebody. And I, I brought a girlfriend one time uh, to yoga with me. And uh, she talked about how much she hated it, but that she also loved it. Because I was bringing her out of her comfort zone. And the class that I brought her to was like, there was dancing going on. And she, okay. she was not having that. <laughs> but that she appreciated having that experience and knowing that there are other things going on. Yeah. And I think that that's the issue. Like, it's nothing against um, the limited interest or being like saying that, oh, if a kid in the out, um, autist autistic spectrum um, is uh, only looking to, I don't know, Minecraft, mm -hmm. everything about Minecraft, it's wrong. It's not saying that it's wrong. It's saying that that's awesome. Yeah. But what else? Yep. That's awesome, but. What if you encounter someone your age that is interested in you and you don't have anything to talk about? Yeah. Or to, like, share. Yeah. And I think that it's giving them more opportunities to just share. Yeah. Or that, you know, you're so hyper-fixated on, you know, Minecraft and playing the game that a peer might invite you over and want to play a different game. And you're struggling. Yeah. Because... No, I want to play no, Minecraft. I just played this, and But this is this what I like doing. But this kid wants to play Fortnite. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you don't know, maybe you love Fortnite. Mm-hmm. My experience with students says that if you love Minecraft, you're probably going to love Fortnite. Yeah. But you wouldn't know if you don't explore. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a part of that comes with, you know, in, in having rec and leisure um, activities, um, one of the deficits that, you know, I've observed, and I'm sure you've observed as well, that... Um, Sometimes our kids' uh, limited interest that it m might also require them require adults to help facilitate some of those rec and activity rec and leisure activities. So it's important to teach them how to do things with a level of independence, so that they're capable of doing these things outside of adults having to facilitate it. Yeah. Um, you know, having a level of um, ownership over over it and being able to do it like that's exciting. 
It is. Um, <laughs> another important aspect of Rec and Leisure, and we kind of touched on this, is it's that opportunity for social interactions with peers as well as at home with families. Oh, yes. I have such a good example, but I don't know if I want to save it for later. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you, you hold on. No, I, no, I'll tell it. So I have one of my students. Uh, she is nonverbal, but she communicates with a, a device, an iPad. And we were working in my classroom with something and she asked uh, if when we were done, uh, we could play Uno. And she's been playing Uno with her family and she's becoming very, very good at it. Oh. So I'm like, and uh, Uno's always a thing in my classroom. We have ongoing competitions and stuff. So, okay, perfect. Out of nowhere, my same age as her, Janet kids come to my classroom and I'm like, guys, we're 15 minutes early. But then I was like, wait, do you guys want to stay with us and play Uno with us? And they sat around her. She was using her device to change colors and stuff. A kid that struggles typically with peers or like, and she was like so excited to play Uno with everyone. Oh, that was awesome. I love it. It was, yeah, it was a wholesome moment. It was like so, so good. Oh. And they were all, they all love it. It was a regular for my, and I, lo- I love that for my fifth graders. It was like, oh yeah, just an Uno extra uno game and for her i i'm sure it was different it was like oh i play with other friends that i've never met before yeah and she was good well and i like how you pointed out too that she had been doing it at home and that's that's kind of what we're getting to as well as not only the peer interactions at school but that they are hopefully doing these things at home as well or that families can work on you know teaching rec and leisure like yeah. Let's put a puzzle together. And Let's to be part of game. your family group, like, there's, like, a big possibility that if you have a kid that struggles with rigidity or communication, and then it's like an aisle. Mm-hmm. An, an island. Sorry. An island in your house. Yeah. And it's, that's, I don't think anyone purposefully wants to do that. Yeah. But it's hard to see it if no one has ever talked to you about this kind of stuff, and no one just put in your mind the idea of, like, hey... Find stuff that you can all do together mm-hmm. and maybe, like, yeah, enforce it a little bit. Like, it's not that you don't, uh, you're not going to let your kid play Minecraft the rest of the time, but they can stop for 50 minutes to do something different yeah. with their families yeah, and have something to talk about, internal jokes we all have in our houses, I don't know, yeah. different things. Yep. Um. So, how do we work on it? Like, that's the main thing well and now that you ask that i'm like i think we kind of answered that too is just having those opportunities to learn and practice um i i know as a part of school you know one of my examples in thinking about coloring and like oh you got to color inside the lines you got to color inside the lines for me it's like yes we do but then do do we (laughs) do we really need to color inside the lines like they're coloring and they're finding, you know, some sort of joy and, and pleasure out of coloring. Yeah. Like, just let it keep happening. Um, yeah, we might say, like, let's let's try to color in over here. But the point is that they're they're doing the activity. And that is something that they can, you know, continue to try to do independently. Um, and uh, you kind of touched on it, too, in... in like the home environment, you know, maybe making it a part of your routine or your schedule. 
that, you know, after school or whether you wanted to be like Friday night, Saturday night, game night. And yeah. you guys are working on something together. And you know what? My ho- my parents' house was like that a little bit, not that much. But we would be like, we. my parents made a whole point on only having like the family room TV. So at night after dinner, if we wanted to watch TV, it was like a, we had to get to an agreement. Mm. What are we going to watch? Yeah. And all together, we were going to watch TV all together. <laughs> every day. Till this day. Every, we all watch TV together. We're together. Yeah. But it, it, it is something, too. It's like, oh, we don't like this. We do like this. Yeah. Well, even in my house, um, you know what? When I bust out those puzzles, uh, it, it, it drives my husband crazy. And if he listens to this episode, this will be, <laughs> be a pop quiz for that. Um, I'll leave my puzzle out on the countertop. Oh, yes. Because for me, like, I'm not going to put it away. I, no. I have one of those little roll-up mats, but it's out there. Then that way, you know, I'll have, walk by. Yeah, yeah, like 10 minutes here and I'm putting it away or, you know, putting puzzle pieces together. Or the kids come over yeah. and they put some puzzle pieces together. And so I like having it just kind of out there until we've finished with it. Um, yes. But that, again, it's it's kind of a part of the family until that puzzle is <laughs> Yeah, away. for sure. Um, uh, another way that we can work on it is uh, free choice time. So in the classroom environment, um, not to say that it's like downtime and it's just a free-for-all, but that free choice has an actual purpose yeah. for it. Uh, you're, you're trying to teach what it is that you do with your downtime. And yeah, what well, we've, in one of the classrooms I work with, um, what they were we've been doing is like when they earn as a class, mm-hmm. they get to choose whatever. Every, oh. it, so everyone does something different, oh. and I see the ones that color, the one that build something, the ones that make puzzles, mm-hmm. and then they just like, yeah, they choose from a cabinet or something. Yeah, and a part of that too, and to help with like maybe those those kiddos that are a little bit more rigid in in the interests that you would have a choice board of, okay, you can yes. choose from these six and then switching it up the next time there's a free that's, choice. Yes. That's so that you're kind of forcing them to... Choose something different. Yep. I know. And again, it's not that you don't want them to... Like, maybe you present coloring two days in a row and then you they realize they don't like it, but at least now they know. Yeah. Like, I like to color some days, but I typically don't color. I don't have patience. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, ah, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Kind of like what we just talked about in the yeah. very beginning, that depending on our mood, that's yeah, going to sure. dictate what activity we want to do. Like, I figure out I like coloring by numbers, because I don't have to think, I just have to color. See, I just started doing that one with painting, though. Oh, you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another way is, like we talked about, presenting new things and modeling that in class. So, the paint by numbers, embroidery, board games. Different board games. I have a lot of board games, like I... I do buy, typically, I like the ones that are short and, like, small boxes, like the ones mm-hmm. that you can carry on your purse to a bar or something. Yep. But I've been, I've been choosing some of those and taking them to my students. Mm. And I'm just presenting, like, games that I've, they have never seen anywhere. Yeah. It's like, it's a niche. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we just play, and they love it. Okay, I learned a new game from you. Yeah. And that's a, that's a family favorite. Yep. Spot it, <laughs> if anybody's interested. <laughs> But that, that could be like a whole group lesson. For you know? sure. Especially if it's like a more and intricate it's rules, activity. And it has like, yeah, no, I of course use it. I'm not playing with my students without 
um, using it on, on my favor with my goals, but I'm like, also we are learning how to play together, not get mad if you lose, mm-hmm. uh, having fun, make jokes. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of skills that it, it, like encompass rec and leisure. So yeah. not just how do you occupy yourself during, you know, downtime, but... The whole process of learning something. Yeah. Like I didn't, I was not born knowing how to embroider. Yeah. I took classes, and then I like it, and then I do it, and I watch YouTube videos, and I copy things. It just makes me happy, I think. Yeah. All right. So getting into our case discussion, our gossip talk, uh, what are the, the... the highlights, what really kind of got me so interested and focused on rec and leisure is when I had um, the adult transitions uh, classrooms. And, and, you know, where I'm at, I still do have some adult transitions classes. And one of the things that we had noticed was that, um, you know, during times that it was free choice or break time that we had noticed that students would sit there and they wouldn't do anything um, because they were so used to um, staff or adults in the classroom telling them what they need to do versus giving them choices of what they could do and you know I well why is that a problem well you know at this point in their career like they're moving into adult age and adult programming once they exit at 22 and if we haven't provided them with uh, a, a level of being interact, a level of having the ability to make choices independently of how they want to spend their free time, then I feel like we're doing a disservice to them because yeah, totally. as we move into adulthood, you know, whether they have jobs or they go to, you know, adult care program, they're no longer focusing on academics all the time. So that's not what their schedule is going to be built around. Yeah. It's going to be built around, like, how do you occupy your time? And what are those things that you can do outside of, you know, learning other skills? But that's that's such an important concept of being able to do something when you're not being told what to do. Yes, exactly. And I feel like... Again, no shame on wanting to do nothing and look at the void the whole day. Like the whole day, my students every Monday I ask my students like, "What did you guys do this weekend?" And the ones that say nothing, everyone laughs and it's like, "Ah ha ha!" Because they know I'm gonna say like, "Oh, so you were on your bed, like flat on your bed, like looking at the ceiling the whole weekend." Mm-hmm. When they said like nothing, like you yeah. did something. I know that you did something. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that it's bad to do it. Like I wish I had time to just look at right. the void for one minute. Um, but it's that, what else, like, you are not that, like, yeah. there's so much more you can be doing just to occupy yourself, to move your mind, like, to not be, like, drowning in your thoughts, and, yeah. and nothing, again, nothing wrong with it, but you cannot, it needs to be balanced. Yeah, because uh, if we have so many days in a row of us not doing anything, like, literally, yeah. the, the laying and, you know, yeah. staring off into the void um i think that would start to possibly classify you as being depressed totally 
And I had this conversation during the weekend, like, if you, after school, as a teacher, go to take a nap every day, mm -hmm. the whole day, and then you just wake up to go to bed, yeah, I, I would worry. Yeah. I would send you to, like, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because we want to be able to have, you know, stuff to do. The things that provide us joy yeah. and um, balance. Yeah. But if we continue to just, you know, not have anything, um, too, that's when we, you know, typically see people, you know, engaging in or kids engaging in um, behaviors that we don't want them to. Yeah, totally. Because they're like, well, I have nothing else to do. Nobody's given me anything else to do. Like, let me peel the paint off this wall. Like, <laughs> and, and, but that's what's going to happen. It's that behavior vacuum. Like, I'm going to fill the void with something else. And it might not be appropriate or totally. what we want them to do. And so we want to try to teach them, like, what are some other things that you could do? Yeah. Um, whether it be, like, yeah, maybe you go sit outside. We go and to park and swing. Or... Yeah. And that's why we uh, provide access to same age or age appropriate uh, interests, activities. And it's not because, like, okay, so in some cases it's just, like, they don't have any interests developed. Like, mm -hmm. so we are going to help you. And we're going to present you with whatever whatever the kids your age are doing. Yeah. Your age are doing. Like, just because, why not? Like you, like yeah. I, I want you to be su socially successful. Not, yeah. I'm not saying that you're not gonna be if you don't have many, many friends. But at least you can walk around them without being the one that everyone's gonna point out. Yeah. For, I don't know. One, I had a student last year, and I think that I told this in the podcast, so many episodes. <laughs> um, but I had one that she wanted to go to middle school with a unicorn sequence um, backpack. Mm -hmm. and she lost it for any reasons in trip like it's lost and she was like I don't want a new one because I want the same one and she was looking for it and then I went and I was like I'm gonna get you a backpack and if I get it for you you're gonna be grateful and that's it and I got her a tie-dye one for middle she was so excited Aww. and then I know that now she's going to middle school without a unicorn sequence backpack against nothing wrong on liking unicorns mm-hmm but it cannot, like, you have to be, try to be, like, like the others yeah. in a way, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like to move on yeah. from those things. I don't know. Right. And, I mean, that's what we do typically developing. Like, my daughter's kind of in a transition Ooh. stage right now. Yeah. Where her clothing. And so we had went through some of her clothes and those things that had, like, sequins and um, in fact, she had just told me uh, a week or so ago, Mom, I need new pants. And I'm like, well, don't you have it? Like, what's wrong with your pants? I know you got a bunch of them. Yeah. So I pull out a couple of them, and one of them that I pulled out had unicorns around the knees. And she's like, mm, I'm just not that into unicorns. Oh. Like, as a parent, it kind of broke my heart because it meant yeah. that we're moving on, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're just changing stages in our life. Yeah, but at least she's like grabbing from the environment and just uh -huh. moving and it's fine and then when we do that it's like the example i gave with the uno cards like which i'm not gonna take anything from it because it was mom yeah <laughs> i'm like it was not me but um you just provide access to those things that are gonna make you part of a group mm -hmm. all the rest of the day yeah. maybe my student has nothing to do with those kids but while playing uno she was one of them yeah and that's one moment that we did something different. Yeah. And your mental health, uh, it's a little preserved because she feels like the others. And then 
she balanced a little bit of her day because she did something different. She yep. had fun. Yeah, that was good. Um, I know we, we have on here too in providing access to same age, age appropriate interest activities. One of the things that we had on here was favorite restaurants. And I kind of, I laugh at that one because yeah, that is a rec and leisure skill and being able to go to, um, you know, your favorite restaurant or trying new ones and expanding totally. your, your palate. Or don't we all remember when we stopped uh, asking for the Happy Meal? Right, like, right. When you're like, I'm too old for a happy meal. Right. It's not enough food. <laughs> <laughs> or Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, like, like there's a point where you have to stop. Yeah, like, okay, we, you know, it's no longer age appropriate for us to go hang out at Chuck E. Chuck Cheese, Cheese. But we have a Dave and Buster's. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so, so really it's, it's, it's getting to look at those kinds of switches. So, yeah. You know, we know that adults love, you know, pizza and video games, but there's like a more, a more appropriate, like age appropriate place. And I'm not, nothing against getting a Happy Meal. I got them when I like this way. Yeah. <laughs> but I now I can do it on my own. With right. With no money. <laughs> when no one's watching you. Yes, totally. <laughs> but then there's like this uh, thing that we see a lot in our, uh, especially in our uh, special day classrooms. Mm -hmm. It's kids that are older and they still love Blue's Clues, Thomas the Train or some baby dolls and you don't want, I, like we want to honor those interests but also work on age appropriate. I, I know we've repeated the age appropriate thing multiple times but then I, I still love Blue's Clues but for me it's like a nostalgic something. It's like oh yeah. the movie's coming, it's in person like maybe There's that's more. movie? It's coming oh. on Paramount but it's in person so they go to New York or something and blues, like whatever, you have to look for the clues, which is, yeah, maybe I'm not, but it's more, maybe one of my students that's maybe a teenager, that's more appropriate than just watching the show and mm -hmm. answering to, I don't think Josh is his name anymore, but the guy. The, the <laughs> other guy was Steve. Oh, Steve, so maybe they, it is Josh. The, the original? Right now. I don't know. Now the, I don't the know. mailbox <laughs> comes and it says email. You have an email. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm past you, but, um, <laughs> but uh, the solver goal is not for them when we present something different. It's not that we, our goal is not for them to stop watching Blue's Clues. Yeah. It's just for them to access uh, age-appropriate alternatives and sharing interest with same age peers. If you only talk about Thomas the Train and that's the only thing, maybe you love trains. Maybe you're going to be interested in trains forever, mm -hmm. but it cannot be only Thomas, the one you know. Yes. Then you have to move to age-appropriate, like, knowing how they work, mm -hmm. uh, maybe what kind of trains we have, or something like that. And you're going to find people, like, yeah. that with your same interests, but probably not Thomas yeah. when you grow up. I, there was a great example. Did you ever watch Love on the Spectrum? Yes. The, uh, with the first season, and there was the couple, and uh, the gentleman was talking about how we, you know, in growing up, he was like super interested in like vehicles, trains and buses and growing up, you know, now being an adult, him and his wife, because he had such interest in trains, they went and moved by, yeah, by the, train. the train tracks. Yeah. And he was a bus driver. Yes. So, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, still honoring these things, but shifting it so that it's you know, more socially appropriate totally. and, and, you know, not, not ostracizing them that, you know, we can shift gears a little bit 
and make it more encompassing yeah. versus isolating. And in a Sunday with hot cocoa and a good blanket, you can watch Thomas Train. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if, you, if that makes you feel good, it's fine. But then it cannot be the only thing you talk about. Yeah. That's the issue. Yep. And to one of my biggest pet peeves when, you know, just looking at wreck and leisure, you know, in our classrooms... Um, I was in a classroom a couple of weeks ago and it was, you know, during downtime, they were eating lunch, but the classroom, the staff had put on a Mickey Mouse clubhouse Ooh, Mishka, and Mishka. this was a classroom of junior hires. Oh no. And so for me, like immediately I was like, oh no, this is not appropriate. Oh, like, that's me in every classroom. So, <laughs> you know, so I think. As, as educators, you know, staff working in special day classes with, you know, kiddos that are developmentally delayed and that those, you know, might be interests of theirs, still respecting their chronological age. Yes. And I, I, I see that a lot where just because they have a disability doesn't mean that... They are babies. Yes. Forever. That is no. my biggest pet peeve. That's my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, One of the, the biggest pet peeves. Well, yeah, I have many with them. I'm like, I'm all like, I have something to say about everything, clearly. But um, for me, it's like, yes. they. I go to some classrooms and, I, and they're like, Miss Hulu, Coco Melon. I'm like, no, you're too old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Paw Patrol. Uh, we don't talk about Paw Patrol in this classroom. And I do that kind of comments. Not in a bad way. I'm, all, I'm like, I know all about it. Yeah. But I also know where to push my students. Like, I know them. I'm just talking about, like, from knowledge, from mm-hmm. my students. But I'm like, and they are like, but if you like books or you like, like, we, so what I did it was, like, I, they said that. I was like, no, we're not playing Paw Patrol because you guys are too old. But then immediately after, I did a whole session on uh, professions. And I pair, okay, these are the Paw Patrols. So this is the police, this is the firefighter. And then I took off the Paw Patrols and then we just talk about elements. We don't, within those. Oh, I like that. Well, you have to do it. I know. <laughs> That's a way to teach it and remove that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but I think a part of, the, you know, in in kind of this wreck and leisure discussion is that sometimes, you know, parents will uh, talk about their child's interests, but then in comparing them to, like, other yeah. kiddos. Um. One thing that I was going to kind of mention, too, is that, um, you know, my children, you know, typically developing that and, you know, whoever might be listening out there with typically developing children that we naturally progress them through their interests as well. Like, oh, those are baby toys and removing those. So why isn't that we can't do that kind of same thing with, with our yes. kiddos with disabilities? Totally. Like, just because you, you know, might be functioning at, you know, a certain age level, chronologically, you're still 10 years old. I'm going to respect that and, and like, let's, let's move you along from and these toys. It goes to what, something that we said at the beginning it, about how uh, now your kids are part of your household. Like, you do something all together and mm-hmm. you don't have a kid that's, like, isolated and, and, and part of the house doing whatever their interest is. And it's the same with uh, the parents share with other family. Yeah. And they're talking and you don't want to be like with all your friends that had kids at the same time. But now yours are like still watching Blue's Clues while the others are like, I don't know, training yeah. dogs. I don't, I'm, I'm just a dumb, dumb example. Yeah. Not because there's nothing wrong in it, but it doesn't help the feeling, the whole feeling of the family as a, like 
you're moving with the with others like mm -hmm. and you're the principal person that's taking care of that per, of that kid so it's important for your mental health too to be able to yeah i don't know share with other parents and don't feel like you're always like different yep i guess not a parent kid yep We are getting to the end of this episode, so we think what <laughs> we think what? it's important uh, for you, uh, all of you, learn to play a game, do a puzzle, uh, or something. All these things like building Legos might seem trivial, but it's very it's a very important lifelong skill. Uh, and we know that we said a lot. Of, we talk about a lot about this, but please don't be don't be afraid of questioning. Uh, students or your kids your own kids interests and working on expanding them again we're not shaming anyone's uh, interests we're just trying to show them what else is out there mm -hmm. and don't forget to your give yourself some wreck and leisure time mm -hmm. um, that it's good for your mental health um, finding balance in your life so making sure to um, schedule in that time whatever however much Uh, but that it's important, that it's it not is. just trivial, but it's important for us. Yeah. So thank you all for listening, joining us today. And uh, we can't wait to record our next episode. We hope you tune in. Bye. Thanks. Bye.